Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I better not talk with the chief, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Roll end credits. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back, and I am excited. We're closing in on our selection show for the Mighty Ducks Trivia Contest. So we've had a lot of entries, a lot of good ones. Uh, by the time you're reading this, this the the entry period has probably closed. So now it's just um, down to the selection committee, and I don't know how we're gonna do the end. So right now, as I look at it. You have to score five or better to get into the tournament, but there's probably four or five people tied with a score of four for the final, the 16th slot. I was going to do a tiebreaker and just do, you know, whoever came in, whoever filled out the form first, but is there a better way? Do we want to go to some sort of selection committee procedure? Kevin has an idea. My idea would be like a science fair project. We, we need to see, some project boards and, and the presentation given that explains why they are the best mm. candidate that deserves to, to be in. Okay. I, this or a PowerPoint or whatever. Yeah. Make it whoever really wants it the most to get in. Okay. We'll see how it goes. There's like, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon. So there's still a, a few hours here for people to come in and, essentially knock this off because there's there's an eight there's a seven i i awarded some half points uh for some people on the quotes and stuff like that so um yeah there's a six there's a seven and a half there's a decent amount of sixes a good amount of fives and then fours um so we're going in i'm excited to get this going a lot of good answers um we'll reveal the whole you know we'll go down the whole question list reveal the answers during the selection show at the next episode, uh, Tommy took his form. Um, Kevin, we, we can ha- wait till next week and have him fill out that. So let's move on to the topic at hand here. So actually, before we do that, a lot of reaction as we expected to our last episode. And I think we're going to go back and we're going to do tears at some point, but the people very split on Guy Germain. Some people supported us saying, you know, he was not as impactful as people think. Other people said, you know, he was a key hockey piece of the team and needed to be ranked higher because of that, because of his hockey playing ability and things like that. Uh, the thing that I think people argued with us the most about 
was Jesse Hall. I think they they disagreed us with us the most about was Jesse Hall. So I don't know. Let me let me pull up our rankings real fast here. And so were they saying that Jesse Hall needs to be tier one? Because if we're going to be doing tier one limits, that even, you know, it's going to be tough for Mr. Hall to break it. Yeah, they're saying Jesse should be tier tier one. Obviously, he he was basically the argument was he was basically the captain D1. You know, he was laying down the law to Bombay. He was doing everything. My argument was like he didn't do much after uh, D1. You know, he's not in yeah, D3. I, I think that's that's totally fair. Like he's not in D3 now. Obviously, that's not necessarily his fault. Um, but maybe he didn't have the grades for Eden Hall. Um, but, you know, I docked um, Portman for, like, not having a great role in D3. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think this isn't just, a, you know, all D1 ducks get to be Tier 1. That's not how it works, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> And especially if we were going to be breaking it down where we only get 10 tier ones for like the official, let's actually spend time on this list, you know, but let's, let's hear some arguments for, for Jesse Hall, why he should be tier one, you know, one of the 10, I think we're 10 is what I put it at when I was cooking the numbers. Right. Right. So yeah, it's going to be a bell curve distribution next time. And we're going to do uh 10 and D and tier one. 23 in tier two, 35 in tier three, and then 23 in tier four and 10 in tier five, uh, which I like because you picked the 10 worst characters. I think that's a good little wrinkle. Like you have to separate all these cameos. You have to separate, you know, Parker Huddy from Jane, the assistant. So a lot of good stuff there. But I mean, to be fair to us, we we almost had Jesse in tier one. Uh, Tommy put him in tier one. I put him in tier two. Kevin put him in tier two. But yeah, a lot of um, a lot of disagreement saying Jesse deserved to be up there, but that's what we do this for. So let's move on now to the topic at hand. I'm excited about this one too because this is going to be our very first Mighty Ducks Minute Game Changers edition. So I'm going to say it's minute 615, but I'm going to have to redo the minutes because I did not account for the recaps at the beginning. So I'm going to have to like actually click through and see which of the recaps are. But right now it's, it's minute 6.15. And to set the scene here, this is minute 21 and to 22 of episode 9. They are at the state championship party. The whole MJ Evan thing is getting put to rest. And then we go to the morning after and they're eating breakfast. So that's a scene. Here's minute 21 to 22, tentatively called minute 615 of the Mighty Ducks universe. I don't know. Mighty Ducks suite of film slash television. I don't know what you, I don't know. I don't know how to refer to Mighty Ducks, the Mighty Ducks trilogy and Mighty Ducks game changes. That's a discussion for another time. Here's the minute right now. You like each other. Go. So, what fun things are you doing with Xander today? Apartment hunting? We broke up. We were drifting apart. We wanted different things, and he wasn't going to put in any work. It was time. Sophie! Sophie hates me. 
whatever it took to put me and MJ together. Turns out, I get the girl. Ha! I was thinking I was your sidekick. Nerve. I mean, roll in credits. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. You'll get there, champ. Okay. Team's all here. Just a friendly reminder. The first game's at 2 o'clock. And if Nick can stop looking so happy. All right. Initial thoughts on this minute here, Tommy. Well, I'm just glad that we got the iconic Honey Nut Cheerios uh, oh, man. scene. That I was guess, a great like, Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. Like 10 seconds in, I was just like so excited that we get to talk about this again. Because um, I count at least five boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios. And you can imagine every one of the game changers is has it in front of them um even sophie who didn't appear to even have a bowl but she came in late but she's got a box of honey nut cheerios waiting for her but it seems like for the boys table the kind of like the main boys table it's like honey nut cheerios and orange juice is their meal choice and what's interesting is they have like little um little cups of milk like that you would expect for like your coffee um so i guess they're using that for their for their cereal this is a fancy you know, hotel or something, and this is not like your continental breakfast. Um, but uh, I did notice that uh, both Nick and Koo were legitimately eating the Honey Nut Cheerios. So next time we talk to them, we need to ask, like, how much Cheerios do you guys actually eat? That's a good call. Great call on Sophie, which I did not notice, and I had to just replay it real fast. There is no box there, and then she comes and she sits down, and there's a Honey Nut Cheerios box next to her. Incredible. Incredible. Kevin. Uh, your just initial thoughts on the minute. Um, it, it was, uh, I thought it, it was a, it was a good minute because it had a little bit of comedy. It had a little bit of a uh, little bit of drama. Um, I thought Nick was very funny. Um, also his uh, hoodie game was pretty strong. So that was uh, one of the things that popped out to me aside from it just being a giant Cheerios commercial. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess Sunny that Cheerios was getting there do from this as we talked about we, we, we need to ask bro like what episode or like what this paid for because like remember uh adam f goldberg said that they, right. this like will pay for future episodes and stuff um so i'm curious to see if this was like a a big uh uh boost for maybe the, the finale or something yeah and maybe this extra cash got josh jumel who knows but let's uh yeah my initial thoughts you know sort of a transition at the end uh a little touching moment and then or at the beginning i should say a little bit of touching moment then we go to the breakfast nick yeah not his greatest jokes and stuff but still enjoyable um some good acting from brady noon there as evan but i do want to talk about as kevin said the hoodie game so nick Gets the the Minnesota State Championship gear, wears it right away. Is that acceptable at like a tournament like this, or is this something you buy and you don't wear until after? So you gotta wonder: is he jinxing, you know, things by like wearing the hoodie before the first game? Mm. You know, it's like when you get like um like a shirt for like a run that you do, you don't wear that shirt on the run because it's bad luck. You're supposed to like wear it after. Um. So I don't know, but he does pull it off. I like the hat with the hoodie, though. I think that makes it a little bit more acceptable. But you can tell he, like, maybe was a little bit underpacked for this trip, if that's what he's wearing to the party. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm just looking back and recalling, like, tournaments that I played playing basketball in, in the high school and stuff. Uh, and, like, 
a lot of these were not at all like the same uh, stakes level of, of a state championship, but like, I remember summer basketball tournaments, like you'd all get shirts and then you would all be wearing them within, you know, a few hours and then they would be disgusting by the end of the weekend. Um, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's a faux pas. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I, I kind of appreciate it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think from my, you know, tournament appearances, it was a little bit of both. Like some kids didn't wear it at all. Some kids, you know, wore it right away, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to make of it initially there. Also like brand new sweats and stuff are always so comfortable. So, you know, you got to respect the hustle. That's true. Uh, Anything on the touching moment at the beginning, you know, we finally see Nick and MJ come together. It was okay, but what did you make of it? Did did it did it tug at your heartstrings at all, or was it just you know too brief? Remember when this first happened? I did kind of think it was very brief, and it was just kind of like, all right, we we're past that storyline. Let's move on. Um, so no heartstrings really, but that's because as much as Nick might um, disagree in the very next um, scene, you know he's not the main character, um, you know, in, you know, he is still very much the sidekick. Um, so it is about like Evan's relationship with Sophie at this point is kind of what the, the show is focusing on as opposed to MJ and Nick getting together. Yeah, I, I was, like I said, I was fine with it. It felt a little brief, but then we obviously move on. And, and the key is the Nick, you know, monologue. But before we get to that, we get a little banter from Maya and Lauren there, which was nice. And then anything to make of the, the seating arrangement here. So we have Logan and Coob with the checkmates. And then it's Evan, Sam, and Nick together. And then obviously the three girls at the table once Sophie arrives. Yeah, that's something I wanted to bring up. Um, you know, what the, you know, Logan, you know, really drew the short end there. You know, because the Sam Nick Evan table is the fun table. Logan's just gonna be talking to himself. The checkmates don't speak English, and Coop doesn't talk. Maybe this was Logan trying to be a good teammate, a good friend. You know, like he's trying. He's just an olive branch. He's like trying to get them a little bit more involved in the team. Uh, so uh, I think it's a, I think it's admirable uh, on the part of Logan. And I guess also I could see Logan as being like the first one down. Like he's the one who like, you know, Hey, coach says like breakfast at eight, he's there at seven forty-five, So he gets yeah. a table and then like, maybe he's like, Sam goes to sit with him. It's like, Hey, let's reserve these two tables. And then like the checkmates come down, they sit with um, Logan and then obviously Evan and Nick are going to sit together. So. Yeah, I guess, uh, which I didn't really think about the order really matters here because you do have an open seat next to Evan. Cause you have Sam, and Nick on one side, then Evans, at least from what we can tell, by himself on the other side. So you would figure, you know, Logan could pick, but if he's the first one down, you just sort of get whoever comes to your table. Obviously, yeah, so he's on an inside seat too. So you could tell he slid across. One of the checkmates sat next to him, the other one sat across from him. Mm. And then, well, let's see. Yeah. And then Coop came down last. Yeah. So. Yeah, then it leaves. Yeah, Sam obviously gets the first table. This is a great analysis. This is a great pot here. So Sam, you would figure, gets there first. And then Evan and Nick maybe arrive at the same time. Okay, I like this. I like this. So, yeah. yeah, and so is it something where like Maya and Lauren are 
you know, are they also kind of arriving at the end? Um, and are they like, we need to save a seat for Sophie because she hates Evan right now. Yeah, I think Maya and Lauren see what's happening. They go to the next table and create create even more space for um, the rest of the team here because are we missing anybody? Let's see, we have seven. Yeah, we have 10. That's all. That's the entire team. So yeah, they, they know that Sophie's going to come. They can't fit in. They, they can only fit in really one. I guess if you slide a lot, you could fit into, but that's not comfortable. So you get the new where, table. Where was Sophie? Great question. She's been fashionably late. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I think the best dressed um, in terms of like, looks the, the nicest of everyone. She's got the nice, you know, monochromatic look going on. Yeah. And she and Bombay arrive roughly the same time. Maybe she's talking with Bombay about the game. Um, but that's a good point. Where is Sophie? Why isn't she there on time with the rest of the team? But yeah, I do. Now that I'm looking at it, those, those little cups of milk are bothering me. Like they just have those on every table, just like a little creamer of milk. And it also looks like there's a little like bowl of something. I don't know. It kind of looks like lemon wedges. Um, which would make no sense. Is it maybe a bowl of fruit to yeah. go with your Honey Nut Cheerios? I think it's a bowl of fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. Untouched on the boys' tables, of course. <laughs> yeah, and then at the, at the girls' table, as we mentioned, Sophie, maybe Sophie brought her own box of Ch- Honey Nut Cheerios now that I pause it because her box is unopened while the rest of them are open. She doesn't have a bowl, though. She's got a plate that's got like croissant and eggs and sausage. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Orange juice. How do we feel about that? Uh, if you're a kid, I guess like, obviously now I know orange juice, like, I, I guess it depends on the orange juice, but like a lot of sugar and stuff like that. You don't want to drink too much orange juice, but as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, orange juice. This is a healthy breakfast time to go. And Sophie's got like pancakes. Like she's like, I guess the only, maybe that's why she's late. Cause she's like, I'm going to do the real line. Like fuck all you guys mm. in your cereal. Yeah. Just yeah, she's getting the good stuff instead of just grabbing the Honey Nut Cheerios box. Okay, I like this. Um, Kevin, question: uh, What do we think? I I don't think we saw that in in totality, but what do we think Maya's shirt says to respect? <laughs> good good question. It does say respect something. Let's see if um, I can watch it real fast. So respect here. your something, but I don't think we see the rest of it. Checking another, a later shot here. She's behind someone. Um, respect yourself is what I'm, I'm going with. That's just a pure guess. But let's see, hold on. I might have found it. Don't I'm, have. I, I fast forwarded, which is cheating. We all know. <laughs> Yeah, so we should focus on respect respect your elders. (laughs) Let's see. It's in the it's in the like the boardroom, not boardroom, but the scene where oh yeah, Bombay is in front of this hastily put together indictment or whatever arrangement. Yes, the indictment. Um, It says respect your mother. I think that's oh. Hey, I was close with elders. Oh wow. That's a that's a good shirt to have too. That the not hat from Jesse Hall in the classroom and respect your mother. I think I feel like is a good look that uh, might. Oh, have. so here's what it is. 
Um, it says respect your mother, but the O is the earth. Oh. So respect your mother earth. So that's mm. okay. Interesting. And more <laughs> earth shirts. Averman was wearing an earth shirt in our last minute. This is like a, this is like a recurring theme. I like it. All right. Um, as I mentioned, Nick obviously has the NERP. I mean, roll end credits. He's talking, bragging about getting the girl. What do we make of his little uh, monologue there? And then, you know, Evan's reaction. Any any strong feelings either way? I I respect Nick, uh, you know, take owning the moment, you know, and uh, kind of just like sliding right into that, being like, yeah, I'm, I'm number one now, you know. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. And I loved like the recovery too, where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Like the, the very unsincere uh, apology from him. I thought it was great comedic timing on his part, as always. Yeah, let Nick enjoy the moment. And, and he does recognize, oh, Evan feels like a piece of shit. Um, let me comfort him for a moment. But great job by Nick. And like, let him, you know, spike the football. Like he deserves it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. As I said, I didn't think it was like his the best of, you know, the game changers moments that he had. But those are high up there. I did think his face, his little smiling face was funny when Bombay comes down right at the end of the minute. Uh, Yeah, good stuff there by Nick. Uh, Anything else on the minute that you want to touch on before we go to MVPs here? Mm, Bombay was wearing some serious flannel there at the end, uh, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, we have to touch on. He looked a little, I don't know, disheveled almost, <laughs> but uh, like, I don't know. It just kind of seemed hastily put together, but. Yeah, I mean, he's he's dressing his age um, and like, remember, you're not allowed to wear like, if you're going to wear a collared shirt, can't be buttoned all the way up. It's got to be flannel, you know. <laughs> Yeah, nothing too exciting. Just a friendly reminder the first game's at two. Um, interesting that his team down his team came down before he did. Or maybe maybe he was in the long line with Sophie, and that's the real reason. So uh, he was at the like the Bloody Mary bar. <laughs> that <There> too. <laughs> that too. All right, let's move on. MVPs. Um, Tommy, who's your MVP of this minute? Um Probably General Mills for all the <laughs> product placement they got. The, um, the Cheerios B. <laughs> now I'm going to give it to Nick. And part of it's because um, I'm going to just send you guys a screenshot for Mike to put in the uh, the show notes. Is when I pause it here, when Bame enters, Nick is just going to town on the Cheerios. <laughs> um, so let me, uh, let me see if I can send that to them. Um, but no, I, I think obviously he gets the girl. And then he has, you know, I think the best jokes of the scene. Um, and I think you'd argue he has the most lines and screen time of this minute and he mm-hmm. kind of delivers on everything. You could argue that the NERP line isn't that great, um, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if he improvised that, to be honest. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, the fact that he got the girl, his sweater game was strong. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess I agree on the NERP too. That was a little, meh. but, uh, uh, yeah, I thought he was great. His, uh, his comedic timing is just so good. It's just so, he's just such a pro. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Nick, I'll make it unanimous, you know, 
good speech was still funny uh yeah i got you know got to spike the football as tommy said so we'll make it unanimous although definitely honorable mention for honey nut cheerios in whatever way except especially the sort of mystery box that pops up when sophie sits down so let's move on to the quiet question so I'm, I'm trying to find if the honey nut cheerios b has a name um can't really find it but he was introduced by yandel gonzalez um in 1979 so i want to give him a little duck call duck call to yandel gonzalez huh. oh wait no so apparently um the b did not wait, have no, a take that call back <laughs> no no this is another duck we'll just call. cut this off then. no we're not cutting this <laughs> the b did not have a name until 2000 when christine tong a fifth grade student from coolidge texas won a national contest to name him dubbing him Buzzbee, B-U-Z-Z-B-E-E. That's the lamest name for the B they could ever have. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. But apparently at one point, Billy West was the voice of um, the B, also known for voicing Fry from Futurama and Doug. All right, let's move on to the quick question. You ask us questions on Facebook, through Twitter, through the Discord, through email. We picked the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin. What is the quiet question today? Uh, today's uh, quiet question comes from uh, the Discord uh, from Cats Fan in Ohio. Um, and it's a little long-winded, but I'll go ahead and read it all. Uh, it says, was listening to a different podcast today and the host, uh, which first of all, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there are no different podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the hell are you doing? Um, and the host started quoting old commercial lines. I hadn't heard any of them and I'm the same age as the host. I couldn't help myself but say out loud, y'all watch too much TV and imagine myself as Dwayne in D3. For a couple seconds, I would have sworn I could pull off a cowboy hat look and hogtied somebody from a moving horse. So it led me to thinking, what is the duck's line you have found yourself quote in real life scenarios? Mine used to be Russ's shrinking, shrinking sphincter line, but that led me to far too many awkward conversations. I will go first because mine is absolutely the shrinking sphincter line, and Tommy can absolutely vouch for that. Yeah, I can. Uh, I've, that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've said that for years, even before I think we started this podcast. Like, I've probably said that since like I don't know, middle school or whenever. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that one is is by far my far my uh, most used. So. It's just a situation where someone asks you, oh, like, what did he say? And you just say, yeah, about shrinking sphincter. Absolutely. And some people will, will like play it off like, oh, OK, like like it happens in the movie. <laughs> but uh, some people are like, what the hell are you talking about? So I always, I always find it to be a, a fun interaction. Tommy? So there are definitely a few good ones. So whenever like my wife is watching like um, like Real Housewives or whatever, and like Beverly Hills. I'm just like, we're all like, this is Beverly Hills. We're all the hills. And she just like turns the volume up or something. Um, <laughs> and then like, that's, that sounds about right. Like Rodeo Drive. And I'll be like, Rodeo Drive, you know, like, um, so Dwayne, I think is just a quote machine, really. I've definitely done like the, you're not even a has been, you're a never was. Most of these are at my wife. Um, <laughs> she, of course, she's, I don't think she's actually sat down and watched all of these. She's listened. Um, but those are all pretty good. Um, and, I, and I do like James from D2. Um, actually, I guess where Jesse tells him, like, well, your brother's got a big mouth. 
And so I say that to people, but um, usually they don't have brothers. So, yeah, I would say probably my biggest is kind of lame, but someone will be like, oh, thank you. I'll be like, no problem. Ducks fly together. So like another one is let's go shake their hands. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I've definitely used, you know, you're you're not a has been. You're never was before. But my number one, definitely, you know, just ducks fly together when somebody says, oh, thanks. And like. It's kind of turned, I mean, through this pod, it's kind of like taking on a bigger meeting about, you know, how I go about my life. So getting kind of deep here, but uh, good question, Mike. Any, any other lines that you use? I think we answered the question, but any other honorable mentions you want to give? When I'm watching soccer sometimes um, and like a, a goalkeeper does something, I'll say, Zagoli, um, which is, of course, what uh, Wolf says whenever, um, like, Goldberg and Russ somehow switched uh, jerseys and Russ as the goalkeeper shoots his knuckle puck. There you go. I want to hear your lines. What do you guys use on a daily basis or maybe not a daily basis regularly? We'll say regularly. I don't know if anybody can use lines on a daily basis, but maybe that's a good challenge we can put out there. Have you ever met Tommy? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. You guys have a lot of lines, but not, not necessarily they're not all many ducks yeah, yeah. so let's uh yeah you know where to find us the quacktech.com at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod go to itunes give us five stars tell us your line that you use regularly from the mighty ducks in everyday conversation thanks to our producers as i mentioned last pod i think deborah and anthony went through the paypal link to just subscribe is in the show notes we appreciate you that helps us a lot and that has really funded the prize oh i don't know if i've ever mentioned the prize for the trivia contest should i mention it now or should i wait till the selection show it's a good prize it's selection it's, is, show. It, is it yeah mm, is it, it's too late to enter right by the time they're listening to this it will probably be too late to enter the, if okay. you're listening right away there might be like an hour where you can still get it uh, wait till the selection show then. Okay. With that then, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Black, black. Ain't no turning back.